Welcome to the Money Rules Podcast, where we tackle your personal financial matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Buitumelon Zorko. Welcome to the Money Rules Podcast. I'm Buitumelon Zorko. Investing is a critical tool for building wealth and securing a better future. But unfortunately, women are often underrepresented in the investment world. Varying studies put the number of female investors at between 10 and 23%, which is worrying low. In this episode, I'm joined by Alka Brink, who is a wealth advisor at PSG Wealth. We'll be discussing why this is the case, the challenges women face when it comes to investing, and what can be done to encourage more ladies to invest. Welcome, Alka. Thanks, Timmy. It's good to be here. Aka, why do you think women are often underrepresented in the investment world locally? I think this is a principle that I think not only applies locally, but I think globally as well. I think it comes down to a few different factors that one of the main reasons that I have found is that I think in the average household, you end up dividing tasks and women end up mainly looking after the household or looking after the children. And I would say in many cases, the male counterpart would manage the finances. So I think in a big way, that's normally how it plays out. So when it comes to really investing and managing portfolios, women are definitely underrepresented, but also in working in the financial space, which is quite interesting. So only around 10% of women end up being portfolio managers, which I found so interesting because women are really good at (laughs) investing, and we'll get to that later. But I find that it's a, a very male-represented industry, and I actually find it quite interesting that not no more women are stepping into the industry. And what are some of the challenges faced by women when it comes to investing? I think there's a few challenges or different components you have to plan when it comes to planning a portfolio for a woman that I think we don't always take into account. I think one of the main factors, firstly, is longevity. So women do end up living longer than men four to six years on average. So that actually means you have to plan for a longer retirement. And together with that, there's one or two other um, implications that form a part of this. So I think in many industries, not all, but unfortunately still many women do earn less than men. And together with that, women end up, which I just referred to, in many cases, taking a break in employment due to either taking care of the children, going on maternity leave, helping to raise a family, maybe just working less than their male counterparts. So when you look at the combination of all of these things, firstly, women are earning less, you are living longer, and you are taking some breaks in employment, but you have to plan for the same financial outcome and a longer retirement period. So I think there's a few challenges that you have to to bring to the table when really planning a financial future. And then I think together with that, Because of this longevity component, what ends up happening in many, many households is that the women in their relationship would end up managing the family wealth because of the male counterpart passing away earlier. So not being involved in the investment process and the portfolio planning earlier on in life becomes a bit of a problem. Then you get to a certain age and you inherit the wealth and you have no idea what's going on in the portfolio. So I think that's that's a few of the components we need to discuss. Staying on those challenges, how would you then recommend women address these? I think it's very important when planning a portfolio to do things right from the start. I think you save a lot of time if you can just start off earlier in life when you really when you're starting to earn an income and when you're starting to to put your portfolio together to plan for the additional challenges that you might have. So 
for example, a few of the challenges that some of my female clients struggle with if they are incredibly dynamic and managing their own industries or their own practice, for example, is that they don't want to take maternity leave because no one's going to finance it, for example. So I think planning for certain life events from earlier on, together with that, I think having the discussion in your household, what planning is there in place? So you're all on the same page when it comes to the future planning. So you also, as a female, know that you are protected. Does your partner have the sufficient cover in place, the sufficient retirement planning and financial planning in place? And how do you fit in with that? And I think the easiest way to do that is by having an independent advisor in place. I think a lot of these discussions that we're having today, it's very easy said, but it's not always the, the easiest of conversations to have in a relationship or to have in a household to talk about finances and future planning. So it's easier if someone else asks the difficult questions. So my recommendation would definitely be to, to work with a a wealth advisor or financial advisor from earlier on in your life and know you planning from day one. Single women definitely face different um, challenges to those who are in a partnership because you don't have that second income to rely on. How would you then advise these women to overcome some of those challenges? Yes, I think that's a big challenge. And I think when you look at, well, not only locally, but global stats, there are so many single, not only single women, but single moms out there. And that makes it very difficult to plan sufficiently and save sufficiently because you also need to take care of the child and or just provide I think having two incomes changes everything you can everything from financing a car to possibly buying property everything becomes more difficult if you only have one income but I think once again trying to to plan a lot of these um, financial security measures if I can call it that I think two components are quite important. I think firstly, when it comes to your investment portfolios, once again, trying to start off as early as possible, because then if you have the benefit of compound interest in place, you don't have to save as much. So you just have time on your side. So starting off earlier and knowing that you are putting an emergency fund in place, you are securing your own retirement, just protecting yourself. And then I think the second component, which is quite important if you're on your own, is to ensure that you're out of a risk perspective protecting yourself so your main benefit you have at the moment is the ability to earn an income so are you protecting that income in terms of should there be illness or disability or anything that happens that you can't work anymore so I think that's quite important and I think this applies to a lot of women I think a big mistake that I see unfortunately a lot of people make is that they and I think it's a beautiful quality but I think relying too much on a partner in terms of things do still go wrong in life. And it's not necessarily just planning for something like a divorce that can happen, which I think is unfortunately something we do need to talk about. 50% of people get divorced. So knowing that you're going to be financially protected should that happen. But secondly, if someone passes away or becomes ill or disabled, are you financially okay should that happen? And I think these are just a few topics that we, especially with younger people, but I find with, with a lot of individuals, we kind of think it will never happen to you and you just end up not planning for it. And Alka, in your experience, what are some of the common investment mistakes that women make and how can these be avoided? I think a few mistakes that, that I think, um, I think it not only applies to women, but I think in many cases um, it does play a role. I think women are can be too risk averse when it comes to how you invest your funds. And this is not necessarily a negative quality because it also makes that women are actually end up making really good investors because they do 
really think about what the the outcome of the investment portfolio is. So there's actually been quite a few interesting studies, which I really enjoy, that when it comes to women investing compared to men, women actually tend to outperform not only their male counterpart, but they're actually outperforming the index as well. And what it came down to is that when the markets are going through different cycles, women traded less than men. So they were better able to sit on their hands and just wait out the cycle, which is exactly what provides a a successful portfolio. So women actually are really good at investing. They just end up not trusting themselves so much when it comes to that. So um, I think being too risk averse and investing too conservatively, and the main risk with that is that you're just not seeing enough performance in your portfolio. So eventually inflation ends up eating away at your capital where you do need to to be more equity-based. I think that's the one thing. And I think perhaps relying too much, as I mentioned before, but relying too much on someone else to take the responsibility. Where you are an individual by yourself, you need to plan for your own financial future. And I think ensuring that you you are doing so and that you are very much aware. I think when it comes to, to all the stats, if we look in on women's financial interest, if I can call it that, and I'm not saying you have to be interested in investing in markets and all of that, it's not everyone's industry and you don't have to be so involved in it, but you do need to know the basics. You need to know um, what you need to be doing, um, what tax implications are there on your investments, um, are you saving sufficiently and what does sufficiently mean? So just making the time to actually be interested in what's going on in your own financial planning because it's your own future that you are you are planning for. You mentioned earlier that women don't trust themselves when it comes to investing. And I suspect that when you know the basics, it will definitely help with that. In what other ways can women become more confident when it comes to investing? Are there perhaps resources available to assist with that? Definitely. And I think there are so many wonderful platforms in today's time to really educate yourself. I think this is a principle that still applies globally. And I don't know if it will ever change. I think the way women do business compared to men and just a utmost confidence they have in themselves but they are not ready to do something women are just different and it, it i don't see it as a negative thing and there's actually um some interesting results on this so when it comes to um specifically fortune 500 companies but this applies to all exec boards locally as well if women are involved on the on the decision making board of a company a company's net profit normally raises with about 10 to 15 percent or increases with 10 to 15 percent so women have a significantly good feeling and empathy and management style when it comes to making financial decisions in a company i think it's just our nature to be a little bit less forward about it i think when it comes to being financially skilled and just protecting yourself using a platform like a money web or um, financial mail or whatever it may be to read up on finances and to really just know the gist of it to know are you invested in the right portfolio for your age and for your goals are you saving enough and and i think having maybe a few different discussions with different advisors knowing what the norm is out there i think that's important to at least do that review on an annual basis and and to really check in on this i think unfortunately too many individuals are just guilty of not focusing on themselves in terms of are you really plan your own future. Okay, we've gone through quite a few hurdles that trip women up. And um, you mentioned that, you know, we're good when it comes to market turmoil in terms of that we are able to sit a bit still and wait out the market. What other advantages do women have when it comes to investing? I think women are actually really good when it comes to this 
component in their lives. And I think that's where the nurturing side um, and the, the almost risk adversity, which is something to be aware of, but I think it, it ha- plays a very good role when it comes to planning. I think once planning is in place, automatically we have the, the way of thinking that you're not only planning for yourself, but you're planning for your fam- family, you're planning for your children, you're planning for this financial future. So I think there's a lot of value to be found in in the way we approach things. But definitely, I think in terms of management style and actual management of investments, we tend up doing it actually quite well. And I think being more involved in the process and the decision making and just the, the structuring around it, um, I think women do need to be more involved in the average household and the average business. And are there any specific investment strategies or products that are particularly well suited for women? I wouldn't necessarily say products. I think to the contrary, I think there is definitely still a bit of a gap in the market. As I mentioned earlier, for example, I think certain products maybe should be invented that that do um, provide protection, for example, if you have your own business and you want to go on maternity leave or whatever this may may include. But I think specifically management investment strategy is quite important when it comes to women as I mentioned earlier because we need to the calculation definitely looks different um, to ensure a secure retirement um, compared to men because of the fact that we are living longer and potentially earning less um, and still having to plan a successful outcome so I think the strategy becomes very important so you can't be invested too conservatively because you do need to to optimize your returns over the longer period and um, together with that, I'm sure you are um, within means, of course, actually saving enough. So optimizing your tax returns every year, um, optimizing your actual percentage savings to know you're going to be financially secure. And then, of course, the risk benefits to protect yourself should you not be able to to work even just for a time period. So I think that's quite important. But I think the strategy to know that your planning can't look exactly like your partner's because the, the picture might look quite different in future. What advice would you give to a woman who wants to start investing but doesn't know where to begin? I would recommend, and I would recommend this to any individual, not just to a woman, but I, I would always recommend working with an advisor. I think it's important to have that independent person who's not emotionally involved in your finances who can do the planning for you and help set short-term and long-term goals and to adjust the portfolio accordingly. I don't think the average individual has the time to do so when you have another occupation that you're involved in. So. I would recommend doing that from the start. It's much easier implementing the right portfolio from day one compared to making a few mistakes and then it's difficult to correct them later um, in terms of many reasons, either a wrong fee structure or penalty structures or being invested in the wrong asset classes for your needs and your aid. So you can just waste a lot of time. So I would definitely do my homework to work with an advisor from the start and know you are optimizing your time, your money, everything from the start, and then learning how to speak about finances within a household. I think that's one of the most difficult things um, to do. And it's quite interestingly enough, one of the biggest reasons people get divorced is money. So I think being able to, to implement that from the start within your partnership or your household to actually speak about this, because I think what ends up happening is that it's just a topic that's not spoken about. And then you just make assumptions that certain things are in place or sufficiently in place and it ends up mostly never being. So being a part of that, and and once again, you can soften this conversation or or 
ease up this conversation by having an independent person get involved. So you don't have to do this by yourself. But I think that's important. And then I think one thing that's quite important is to ensure that you are protected as well within a partnership, which which applies to the same thing. But don't assume your partner has life cover in place or has disability cover or sufficient retirement planning. It might be that none of these things are in place and then you are also not protected should something happen. Um, I think these things also apply to, to other assets. For example, if you own a property, for example, in whose name is it? Is it just in your partner's name or is it in your name as well? Um, same with other assets. How are you married and what implications can that have in future? Uh, I think a few of those components to, to just ensure you are also protected financially. And finally, Elke, what do you think needs to change in the investment industry to encourage more women to invest? I think this is the industry that I don't know if not, a lot of women are firstly aware of the benefits of it, if I can call it that. I think there's a very big lack of information, I think, well, globally, when it comes to knowing about investment strategies, knowing about tax, knowing about all of this. As we grow up, it's not something that's covered in school and it's not covered in university if you don't study in that direction. So I think that's something that needs to change fundamentally in the world. But I think when it comes to to women, I think firstly there needs to be more women actually working in the financial industry. I think it's a fantastic career that you have a lot of flexibility around time. And as I've mean, as we've spoken today, women are actually good at managing investments. And then together with that, I think just discussing it more. I think for the average individual to understand what they need to do to be able to be financially secure. I don't think this is spoken about enough that I think a lot of individuals would have a retirement fund at work or they would have one in their personal capacity and they start contributing and they kind of assume they will be okay for one day, where I think really delving deeper into what is actually needed to be able to be okay one day and what are the risks that you also need to plan for. So so just discussing this a bit more and I think involving women in the conversation more. So even if it's um, in a time-efficient way. So I do understand if a household needs to split responsibility, someone needs to raise the kids and someone needs to manage everything else in the household. But I think trying to implement a mindset that let's make the whole household a part of this conversation and plan financially together. Thank you for joining us on this episode, Elke. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That was Elke Brink, who is a wealth advisor at PSG Wealth. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Money Rules Podcast. To listen to more, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Money Rules. MoneyWeb, your trusted source for business and investment insights.